Hello, Mama. Hope your day is so incredible. I am excited to continue our discussion on how to not lose yourself in motherhood and marriage. Uh, This is a topic that has been coming up so much in so many different places of my life, in conversations in the academy and in the Facebook group, and I don't know, just all around. And it's time you figure out how to exist as a first a daughter of the king in your life and not first as a mother or even as a wife. And I think usually mother is the one that kind of most often gets in the way. It depends on your circumstances, but you know, motherhood just demands, especially when we have littles, um, it demands a lot of physical uh, energy, exertion, time, right? Emotions. There's, there's a lot that it demands. I mean, even in talking about pregnancy, right? Like our, our bodies in, in a sense, stop being our own, right? It's, it's, there's another human inhabiting it and taking our nutrients, right? So it makes sense that we have to really, really be intentional to figure out what this looks like and that it's going to be a little bit messy, right? Like even in when the baby's sharing your body, right? Like that's messy. Like the nutrients you're trying to eat, are they going to your baby or to you? So So this is something that's so important that we figure out because God does not intend for you to be lost in the midst of this. God does not want you to to lose yourself and at the end of it be like, who am I? Where am I? What am I doing? Right? That's how so many marriages, for that matter, fall apart is because they lose their their identity as a marriage. But I think that begins in losing our our own identity and, and forgetting who God made us to be. And then, of course, there's a lot of other contributing factors to that as well in in a marriage and showing up as yourself, as a wife and not just as a mother. But it all goes back to starting as a daughter of the king. And so that's why we're doing this series to focus on you, mama, not your kids, not your spouse. Focus on you and what you need in order to be healthy in this season. And so we talked about the first point last week, and we talked all about how to um, just pay attention to what you need and what you want. And I I hope you'll go back and listen to that episode before that as well. We had a whole episode just remembering who who you are, like starting with your identity. Pardon me, I'm getting over a cold, so... If you hear some weird noises, you know what's going on. Um, but yeah, if we any kind of change that we want to make needs to begin with an identity shift. And so we have to begin by fixing our identity in the right place, which ultimately is found within God of who God says we are, right? And that is his daughters that he loves, like daughters of the king nonetheless, right? He's a king and so we're princesses. And so, you know, I mean, that's like every little girl's dream, right? <laughs> Most little girls. I know my it's my daughter for sure. She's all about the pink and the the princess and more so than I am. I don't know if I was that way when I was little, but now I'm like, oh, that's a lot of pink. Are we sure? Are we sure that's that's what you want to wear? Okay. <laughs> we try and we try and figure it out together, but I have bought her a lot of pink recently. Anyways, I digress. You are a princess. And so you have to live that way, right? Princesses don't neglect themselves and uh, just serve everyone else. They first care for themselves. And through that care, they, they have a solid foundation of who they are. And then they go into the kingdom, if you will, Gone running with this analogy, and they serve their constituents, right? They they love on people and they give generously, and but they do all of that from a place of health and wholeness. 
they're not running around ragged, whether it's like their emotions or their clothes, right? Like they're, they're looking good. They're feeling good, right? And from that, they can serve people more fully. And again, we talked about the nuances of this. It doesn't mean that we don't sacrifice for others, but ultimately we have to first make sure we're, we're caring for, stewarding well our bodies, our minds, and our spirits because God has trusted those to us. Um, and then after that, we're going to our marriages and then to our children. So we're going to continue this conversation today, and I'm so excited. So if this is you, if you feel like you don't know who you are in this season, you don't know how to care for yourself or see yourself, then lean in, take some notes, and just get ready to see what God has to say to you. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, I'm so excited to hop in and just dive into some other practical ways to find yourself again in this journey of motherhood. And I just want to remind you, if you're really struggling with enjoying this season, if you're just feeling down all the time and anxious all the time and you find yourself yelling and you just don't know how to stop it, like it it goes deeper than, than just, you know, caring for yourself and, you know, figuring out what you enjoy and making time for that. It's, it's a deeper thing. If that's you, I would love to work with you and invite you into my Healed Mama Academy. This is a course that you can complete within 16 weeks, and then you have access to our group coaching for up to one year. And I get to walk with you side by side through the journey of like what is getting in the way of you not enjoying motherhood. Because I really believe that everyone deserves to enjoy motherhood. And so I really walk with you through every component of uh, the the different things that might be getting in the way that, you know, maybe it's your past, maybe it's your marriage, maybe it's uh, struggles in parenting. And we just really dive deep into all of it. And I help you walk through different aspects of healing and reflection and, and, and inviting God into that process in order to help you get to a place where you know what to do, that you're not out of control anymore. You're not, not knowing how to stop yelling. You're not, you're not feeling like this anxiety is taking over and you have no idea how to stop it. You don't know that, you know, you, you know what to do and you have all of the tools to implement it and to actually love your life, love this season that God has planted you in right now. So if that's you, come and join me. You can go get all the information at morningmama.co, morningmama.co. I would just love to get to know you. I love like getting, actually getting to know you and knowing your name, knowing your face, getting into the depths of your story and getting to speak directly to you. It is one of the things that lights me up every week when we have our group coaching calls. So come and join us. Do not delay. Come, uh, Come join the fun. (laughs) All right. Well, without further ado, let's hop into um, our topic today. I want to touch on two things. The first, you know, we kind of mostly covered, so I'm just going to go through that briefly, and then I'm going to dive really deep into the second one um, because there's a lot there. So, you know, number one was really, you know, we had three things to help yourself 
not lose yourself in motherhood and marriage. The first one that we talked about in the last episode was attention, paying attention to what you need and what you want. We talked in depth about that. So number two is very similar, but it's knowing what you need and having your own things, right? So before we even can pay attention to what we need, sometimes we need to like sit down and like figure out what is it that we need? What are our own things? Like what do we enjoy? What does fill us up? Like how did God craft us and what do we need to help sustain a healthy life and our own identity as daughters of the king. And so sometimes it really like, especially in this season where you probably don't have a lot of extra time. And if you, and when you do have any extra time, you're probably, I know I add, this is me often. You feel so tired, so exhausted, so overwhelmed that you can't think of anything to do except for either sleep or watch TV or scroll. I know a lot of people love scrolling through social media. I don't do that because it makes me feel awful afterwards, but I know that that's a big thing for a lot of people. And so, or maybe it's like a combo of those, right? Like scroll and TV, right? There's whatever that looks like for you. You feel like at the end of the day, like there's no other thing I could do. Like even, and I remember that feeling of even like taking a bath felt like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of work. I don't think I could take a bath, right? Like I have to rinse out the tub. I got to fill up the tub. I got to get some candles out. I got to maybe read in the tub. And oh, I don't know if I could read, right? <laughs> like talk myself out of it. And for a long time, that was what I would do is I would just watch TV. And you know, I, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of TV now and then. But when it becomes all you do to rest, when it becomes the only thing that you have outside of motherhood, that is a problem. That is how you lose yourself because TV is not part of your identity, right? Like that's something you can enjoy at times, but for most of us at least, right? I know there are some people like I have a friend that's super into film and so she loves like a good movie and um, I don't know if that applies to TV shows as well, but like she she loves that like watching the filming and the the progression of the story and right all these things. So that, that can totally be a thing for some of us, but for most of us, that's not why we're watching, right? We're watching to, to numb to stop feeling, to just feel like we're doing something besides mothering, right? Like it feels like, oh, I get a treat, right? I know I know, I fall into this more when my husband's out of town and I have to do all the parenting all day long and the dinner alone and all three bedtimes alone. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I just like want a treat for myself. And that's like TV. And it feels good for a minute, but then it feels good at times. And I think it's okay at times, like I keep saying, but if that was all I ever did and the only thing I did at night and the only thing I had outside of motherhood, I would be unhealthy. I would not love this season. I would not be showing up as my full self because I was created for more. And as I've learned to have more control over this and truly the thing that has helped me the most, and I'm going to be kind of introducing you guys to this a little bit more because I have a I'll tell you a little secret. I have a new course coming out soon. So there's um, some tools in it that are going to help you with this. But essentially, for me, what has helped me actually dive deeper into something besides TV is fasting. And so I will take 21 days or sometimes just a week. Usually it takes at least 21 days, sometimes longer to fast, whatever that is that you numb with. Maybe it's TV, maybe it's social media, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's sweets, uh, whatever thing you're numbing with, you fast that 
for those 21 days and you're going to start to see when it's not an option. Now you're going to need to get some accountability because if you just do it on your own and you don't tell anyone about it, you're going to talk yourself out of it, but get some accountability. The, the best way I've done is when my church you know, every January we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. And then every time, every year before our anniversary, we do prayer and fasting. And then, um, you know, there's different points in our, our church that we do this. And so that, that provides a lot of really great accountability. So get some people to be accountable with, to be accountable to, maybe they want to join you in it as well. If you have a group of friends, And as you go through those 21 days, you're going to begin to see like the first days you're like, oh my gosh, I can't watch TV. What am I going to do? I'm so tired. There's no way I have time to read. There's no way I have time to take a bath or the energy to take a bath, right? And you just feel like stuck. And sometimes you might even sit there for 10 minutes, like, like in this indecision and just feeling fatigue. But then you realize, okay, like I could just sit here all night or I could actually try something else. And you begin to see yourself doing other things besides watching TV. And you begin to see how it feels to do things besides just watch TV. And you see how you get filled up and you see how you actually feel better and you sleep better and you feel like you actually have your own thing. That's how that develops. Because now you have books that you read and maybe you're into fiction and you have some like amazing stories that you're just loving. Maybe you're into nonfiction like me and you are learning and you're growing in these different areas. And that's for me why I love reading at night or anytime, but that's usually when I do it is because I feel like I'm progressing. I feel like I'm growing and and it's a topic that I'm really into at the time. It kind of shifts. Sometimes it's leadership, sometimes it's business, sometimes it's spirituality and and faith and and diving deeper into all of what God says in in his word, right? There's so many different avenues, but I'll, I'll have kind of a focus I want to be more intentional right now. It's just kind of like how I'm feeling that week or that month. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my house is a mess. I need to dive into like home management. Or maybe it's like, oh my gosh, my parenting is slipping. I need to dive back into like a parenting book. And so that I kind of, it's more like reactive. I want to be eventually proactive and kind of plan this out ahead of time. But all that to say, I have something that I like get this hunger for. And I'm like, I want to improve this area of my life. And I get so excited and so voracious. Is that a word? Probably, hopefully not sure. Um, (laughs) Voracious appetite. I think that's a word. Uh, Obviously I need to read a little bit more, get that vocabulary going, but I get so excited. And so now this is like this part of me that is separate from my children, separate from my spouse. And it's not just a numbing thing. It's something I'm passionate about. It's something I get excited about. Right. And so maybe for you, that could be taking a bath and now it's going to look different. Maybe you're not going to be like so excited by it, but you might eventually be once you start creating that habit and you're like, Oh, I get to go just care for my body right now and my spirit. And I'm going to just rest and close my eyes and take in some like sweet fragrances from the Epsom salts, right? Like, and you just soak in that moment and you begin to, to crave that really like your body is going to crave what you give, what you feed it. So if you're feeding it TV, it's going to crave TV, right? It's like, if you're feeding it junk food, you're going to crave junk food. Once you start eating healthy and that's what you're putting into your body, you actually begin to crave that health food. So whatever you're pouring in, you're going to begin to crave it. So that's what that 21 days does is it resets you. So you begin to pour in the right things and that helps you crave the right things. And you're going to see how much better you feel. So, you know, maybe this you know, it's hard to have energy at night. So it's sometimes hard to work. This doesn't just have to be at night though. I know I've used that example for most of this, but this is just in general, have your own things. So maybe this is nap time and maybe you're, 
you know, now instead of watching TV at nap time, or maybe used to clean at nap time, start cleaning when the kids are awake, whatever that is, find this space to do your own thing. And maybe God wants you to start exploring painting. I know someone from the Academy is super into that. She's going to come onto the podcast soon and share a little bit about that, right? Like she's exploring how God has called her to that. And that's, that's her own thing, her own gifts, her own passions, what God has placed inside of her specifically, not as a mother, but as a daughter. And so you've got to figure out what those things are and make space for those. You need to have your own things know what you need. A few quick examples of mine, and most of these I've kind of shared over the past couple episodes, so I'll just pop through them fast, but daily time with God, we all need that one. Um, Work, that one fills me up a lot. This means both business as in morning mama and, and then also church building the church and um, hiking reading <clears throat> sometimes even shopping like I love uh, crafting a beautiful home I'm not always like perfect at it but it's fun for me to try and like get inspired and figure out you know how to do it on a budget and and just really craft a space that feels like me and and, and makes me feel peace when I'm there excites me to see lights me up and so that's that's something I love to do so things like that that is like my own thing, right? I'm not doing it for my my husband. He doesn't really care. I'm not doing it for my kids. They all can benefit from it potentially, but it's not for them. It's because I am filled up by it because God has made me to be creative. And so it's a creative outlet for me. So figure out what those things are. I'm not going to keep going on this point. We've kind of already talked about it, but know what you need and have your own things. Okay. The third one out of the three, last one, <clears throat> this is a big one. This is one we probably are going to need to do a whole other episode on, if not a whole series on, but essentially it is stop trying to control everyone all the time. (laughs) I know it's a lot. I'm going to say it again. Stop trying to control everyone all of the time. (sighs) And this, this has been coming up a lot. This has been me in the past and some is still some days or with some topics, And it's also been coming up in our academy. I've been seeing it on TV. I just feel like it's everywhere. In this culture where we have so much information, mothers tend to be the ones that consume a lot of that information. I know there's some fathers that do as well, but I think the majority of mothers are the ones that kind of go gung-ho with this stuff. And so all of our Instagram things and TikTok things, I don't even know what they're called, (laughs) clearly not good at social media, but they all are all about how to improve mother in motherhood, right? Here's the phrases to say, here's what not to say, here's what to feed them. Here's what not to feed them. Here's how to parent. Here's what not to parent. Right. And a lot of them are contradicting, contradicting each other. Right. We're often the ones that read the books and Hey, I'm not against this kind of stuff. Like I, I, uh, Instagram, eh, I don't know that one I'm on the, on the fence on, but for sure we need to read some good parenting books and, and know, get some wisdom from people that have come before us so that we're not just making it up and we're actually basing it on people's experience and the word of God and the generations that have come before us. And I think this culture loves to throw out everything that the previous generation did. And I think there are some things to throw out, but I think we have to learn from that and, and glean from it and not just think that we are better and know better than everyone else. What it, C.S. Lewis called that uh, chronological snobbery, where we think because the, the age is more advanced, like it's, it's farther in time that we know more and we know better than the people that came before us. And that's just not true. Like research will tell you that's just not true. And so we need to make sure we're learning. 
But that's, that's a side point. What I'm talking about here is as moms, when we are inhaling all of this content all of the time, constantly thinking about what the, the perfect thing to do is, if you're anything like me, some, some of you moms maybe don't struggle with this as much, but especially, you know, I'm, if you follow the Enneagram, I am a one, which is the perfectionist. So I'm a recovering perfectionist and I can want to do everything perfectly. And I think this can show up in many different ways as mothers, whether you're a one on the Enneagram or, you know, this can show up in in any different number, but for me, that's what it looks like. And so I'm, I'm constantly feeling like this, like I, I, I seek out what is the best way to parent. And I find these different things, right? Like here's the best way to sleep. Here's the best food. Here's the best parenting. Here's like, and and I get so fixated on it. And then I I try and almost control every aspect of my children's world because I want to craft this perfect world for them. And mostly this is fueled out of love, right? Like I love my kids. I want the best for them. I want to do the best. But, But some of it is also fueled by fear, right? Fear of messing them up, fear that I'm not good enough, fear of, of losing control of them in the situation, right? And so we have to be careful of that because then here's what happens. When we try and control every bit of our children's world, we, one, don't release control to our kids and let them make their own mistakes. And if you want to go more into that, I highly recommend going back like five or 10 episodes. I did a, um, I had crazy cool family on my podcast. Um, and I would go listen to that. I was kind of sharing some of my struggles with this and they had some really great advice here about like kind of letting your kids make mistakes and how that's helpful for them because they need that. They need to learn that. Um, and they have a whole tons of curriculum that you can go through. That's really great as well. If you want to dive in there, but so when we control, we, we don't let our kids make mistakes. And two, we don't let our spouses either make mistakes or do it their way. And then it can go to a third level where we're not letting extended family or other influences in our kid's life do it their way or make mistakes. Right. And obviously with that third level, the mistakes, like, sure, I get, you You don't want your, your parents like experimenting on your kids. Okay. But They also, so in terms of your husband and extended family that you trust, or even friends that you trust, babysitters that you trust, people that you want to invest in your children, maybe it's teachers, whoever it is, they have something different than you, but just as significant to offer your children. And your children need that just as much as what they need from you. And I think we can get into this mindset that we know better, that we know best, and our way is the only way. And everyone needs to do it our way. And if they can do it our way, then we shouldn't let them in their, our children's lives. Or we need to handle it all. We need to handle every discipline situation. We need to handle every bedtime. We need to handle every who knows what. Because we know, we've, we've, we've read the books, we've seen the posts, right? Like we know what's right. And so we begin to control this environment. And, you know, we already talked about how that impacts our kids. They're not able to make mistakes. And then we're, we're limiting the the positive influence that our husbands and other family members can have on our kids on, yeah, on their kids for that matter, right? Like they're not just our kids, they're their kids too. 
So why do we think that we have to control it all, that we know best? Like they are also the parent just as much as we are. Even if, and this is something that we've talked about in the academy lately, even when we're the designated parent, or there's a, there's a phrase, a term for it, I can't think of it right now, but we are like the one you know, that if the kids are sick, we will stay home from work if we're also working. We're the ones that pack the lunches. We're the ones that do the laundry. We're the ones that plan the meals. We're the ones that take them to the doctor, right? All of those kind of things. A lot of families, it'll, it'll be that way. And so, yes, there is a weight that comes with that. And, and when the, that weight comes, it can be easy to begin to control it. But I think what happens is we take that and we almost make it part of our identity or we, or we believe that it's the only way. And so there's these opportunities for our husband or others to help or take some of that. But we don't let that happen. We just hoard it all for ourselves. Now, first, I want to say, I know that's not everyone's situation. I know there's a lot of single moms listening. I know there are husbands that just absolutely refuse to help. And even when you've asked and, and done your due diligence to invite them into this, like they, they refuse. I get that. But I think that is the minority. I think some of you might think you're in that category, but actually you're being so controlling that you're not allowing your husband to feel confident to be with the kids. You're, you're not allowing him. You're correcting him every step of the way. You're jumping in when you think that he's doing something not perfect or not your way. And so he now feels anxious around the kids. He doesn't feel confident or maybe he just feels anxious around you. And so he just steps back and steps back and steps back until he's, he's gone. And so some of you have actually created this situation that you're so frustrated by because you have been that controlling mother. And again, I get it. Like I've been there and I, and I know most of that's out of love, right? Like, and sanity, right? Like sometimes because we're feeling out of control with the situation, with the kids and the chaos and all that's happening, the way that our, our brains respond to that is fight or flight. And we go into control mode. And so it's, it's a, when we don't know any better, it gets us through the situation. And so I get it. And if that's you, that's why I have the Academy is to go deep and figure out like, why are you feeling out of control? What is the root of that? Let's dig that up and let me give you some strategic steps to get out of that and not be stuck in that. Because I get, I get, I get, I get how that happens. Like just, I don't know. It's like those moments where there's like a butt that needs to be wiped in the bathroom and then your baby's diaper has poop in it. And then there's another kid screaming because they just fell and everyone's all at once needing you and the baby's on your leg trying to reach you. And then the, there's flies buzzing around you because it's summertime and they're driving you crazy. And then the, the oven's beeping that you need to go, you need to take the food out of the oven. And then you get uh, a text on your phone that you happen to look at in that moment. And it's really triggering. And then like everyone's screaming and it's just chaos, right? Like, Oh, I get it. But there's a way to, to acknowledge, I feel out of control in this moment, but that doesn't mean that I'm not safe. That doesn't mean that I don't have choices here. And you talk yourself through that moment and you get through it without going into control mode. Now we're always going to mess up, right? We're human. We're going to sometimes lose it, go into control mode, go into yelling, whatever it is, but that doesn't have to be the, the main narrative. That doesn't have to be the way you live. And so that's what I teach you is how to get out of that. That's why I'm, that's why I'm here. Like 
whether I, like I try and give you as much as I can through the podcast, but ultimately it has to come down to like me seeing into your life and, and giving you accountability to walk through those steps. But that is why I'm here is to help you not live that way anymore, because I believe that you were made for more. But anyways, we get into this control mode. I just wanted to let you know, I understand how we get there. Like, I'm not trying to make you feel bad and guilty and blaming you for it. Like, I just want you to see that the impact of you being in that mode is creating this narrative in your family and it's impacting your husband and your children and ultimately you, because now default parent, that's what the term is default parent. Now you are the default parent more than ever. And you have not let go of that trust, that control to let anyone else do anything. And so you just keep perpetuating the cycle and you don't express even what you need because you don't even know if what you need is worth it because then you have to give up control and you have to risk leaving and seeing what happens when you leave. But here's what happens is when we don't do that, the relationship that our kids need to have with their fathers, it doesn't become what it should. They, they need that in their lives. And when we steal that, that is deeply impacting them. And as fathers, they need to step into the role that God made them to live in. But when we are on their backs and nagging them and correcting them constantly, that they can't flourish in that role, right? It's just like a a boss that's like on top of you constantly, all of the time, correcting you, not praising you, just telling you all the things you did wrong, right? Like it sucks to work for a boss like that. You don't want to go to work. You don't want to do a good job. You don't want to go above and beyond. You're just in fear all the time and anxiety, stress, right? And so that's what we're doing to our husbands and our extended family when we're not giving up some of that control. We're not ultimately trusting God because really it comes down to trusting God because these are ultimately God's children. They're not actually our children. So we have to give up that trust, to give up that control. And ultimately this comes back to what we're talking about. This is one of the key reasons you're losing yourself in motherhood is because you're hoarding all of this. It's your identity. It's, it's all you think about. It's all you do, all you breathe, like, cause controlling all of this, it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. And so there's not going to be a lot of capacity for anything else. And there's, you know, if you need to go and, and do some work and get some childcare for a bit, you're not going to trust them. You're not going to allow that release. Or maybe you do that. You you know, get someone to watch your kids, but you're constantly checking in on them or constantly worrying or whatever that looks like. It can look like a lot of different things. But this is one of the reasons that you lose yourself in motherhood is because you're not remembering. It's not just you. You're not supposed to be the source of all things for your children. Now, if you're a single mom, it's a different circumstance, different situation, but also get a tribe. Like, Get, let some family members help that are healthy. Let some church members help that are healthy. Like get in a church, get a tribe. I know it sounds simple. I know it's not easy, but do everything you can to seek that out because you need that. Okay. I know this is challenging. I know it is a lot to take in and a lot to swallow, but I think we all need that. Like I, I know this was me, especially with my first child. I remember I left on a trip when he was, I don't know, eight or 10 months, just for four or five days. And I remember I left, I think it was like, I found it recently. It was like 10 pages of directions for my parents that were watching him. Every detail I could ever think of. And I think most of it was like trying to help them be prepared and feel like they knew what to do. 
But I know some of it was just out of like wanting all the right things to happen. And so like, I get this, I get that mentality. It is really challenging to let go of, but God has so much more for you. Just trust him with your kids that he's got good plans and he's got good people that, that those kids need their influence, their strengths, their way of seeing things. And it's going to be different than yours. And that's why it's good for them. It's a lot. I know. Like I said, we got to do some more episodes on this, but let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for the gift of motherhood. God, I thank you for the season that we're in. God, that you're in the middle of it. God, I thank you that it is not all on us. God, I thank you. Praise your name for that. Lord, because man, that would be a mess. Lord, (laughs) speak for myself. And God, I just thank you that you have our kids. You have plans for them. You have protections over them. You have planned out their path, Lord. And I just pray you would remind us of that. God, you, you would help us release control to you who knows far more than we do, God. I pray you would give us a heavenly perspective, God. I pray that you would put good influences in their life, God. I pray that their fathers would step up, God, and we would let them step up, God. I pray that you would help us to back off and to know, God, when we're interfering with that beautiful relationship that might blossom from Uh, their fathers, God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just show up in such a mighty way in their lives, God. Um, And just remind us as you show up, God, like those little winks, like here I am, daughter. I'm, I'm fighting for this kid right here. And just help us to see this, have eyes to see how you're already in their lives, God. And it's really not up to us. And God, equip us, help us to, to know what to do, to do it your way, Lord. And then God, help us to just step back and know that we've done our job and we're trusting you, God, and so that we can walk not just as those mothers, but also as daughters of the King that you've called us to be. Lord, thank you that you are helping us work all of this out. We thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.